Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Courtney. And just like the DJ, we're playing Party Like a Rockstar, even after losses. Um, Playing Party Like a Rockstar at inopportune moments is apparently a requirement of attending or graduating from Louisiana Tech University, so... Uh, glad to see you have your degree, Nathan. Um, yeah. I'm still, you know, I'm still working on where I can work in party like a rock star in inopportune moments. Um, totally, dude. You know, when's, when's <laughs> like <laughs> when's the worst time you could think to play party like a rock star? Like not a football game, but just like any time. I mean, a funeral is the obvious answer, right? Yeah. Like just start yeah. weekend at Bernie's ing the body. <laughs> the body weekend at Bernie's Bernie's ing the. To, to, to totally dude. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, uh, I would be like if a doctor is like giving you some terminal diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> Just put on some shades. The, the doctor's like, the doctor's like, so I have some bad news. Um, is I'm it afraid to, to, to I, totally dude? <laughs> I, I'm afraid that, um, that I have some terrible news to share with you, but you know, to, before I before I do this, I want to make sure we have some mood music here to set the stage. <laughs> then he just pulls out his phone and plays "Party Like a Rockstar" as he tells you that you're dying of you know some rare form of cancer. Yep. And then would would it be better or worse if it's the original or like a like acoustic symphonic b- version of the song, <laughs> like a like a wedding. Version of it. Yeah, yeah I want to see that like over top of the Titanic movie footage of like the the oh ship going down oh, and they're Nathan, all playing. Don't share these ideas here, dude. We got to do that before Twitter goes down. Oh man! <laughs> and just like Twitter will soon, tech fell to. I guess Twitter's not falling to North Texas, but I mean, sure, why not? Tech fell to North Texas <laughs> in a very close game at the end that was very boring for the first three quarters and finally ended on some high notes and then one very large low note at the very end. Man, I was watching this game on my phone because my dad has direct TV and no streaming services. And then he was like, yeah, I can't get the game, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, too bad you don't have a Roku. And then he was like, oh, I do have a Roku. I've had it for like five years and I've never hooked it up. So I pulled it out and started hooking it up. And then he was like, oh, no, never mind. I don't want to watch the tech game. I was like, you literally got my hopes up. Uh, getting the hopes up sounds familiar uh, based yeah. on the way this game ended. Look any better on the big screen. Uh, yeah, I was watching it on a big screen. I, uh, I ultimately decided not to drive to Rustin. Um, for the first two and a half quarters or three quarters, I felt very strongly that I made the right decision. You know, we're down 30 to fucking 14 at one point. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm really glad I didn't drive eight hours round trip and sleep on a shitty air mattress on my brother's apartment floor for this. And then, you know, they made it interesting at the end, but I, I still, I still maintain that I made the correct decision there. Yeah, yeah I think I you did you too. definitely did. <laughs> um, I will say also, I... I was home alone um, watching the game and I made some very embarrassing noises when Smoke Harris scored that touchdown at the end. (laughs) I stood up and started screaming and my dad looked at me and told me to calm down. And this is the man who will literally cuss up a storm whenever LSU does anything wrong. (laughs) 
yeah, my uh, my dogs probably think less of me now, um, having seen the high pitched <laughs> the high pitched squeal scream that came out as I was imploring Smoke Harris to continue breaking tackles. I mean, I was kind of wishing he wouldn't. He got in the end yeah, zone. No. I saw the clock. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, do you have confidence that we would have scored from five yards out, though? Uh, more confidence than our defense to stand. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I saw the clock too. Like my first thought was there's way too much time left on this clock. Um, I definitely also picked the right shirt to wear this week because I was wearing the furiously pacing our living rooms t-shirt. A shirt um, that you can get at gtpdd.com/shop. Yeah, nice product placement there, but um yeah, I Is thought you made product the wrong placement choice. if you draw attention to the product placement. <laughs> hey, sure. I have the only one in existence, I think. So somebody cha- changed that. Yeah, there you go. Um, I purposefully did not pull up the team stats from this game until right now. And to say that it's every bit as disappointing as I thought it was going to be, you know, 562 total yards. And North North Texas was not a bad offensive team coming into this game. Like they had lost both their games, but, you know, they put up points in both of them. Um, The FIU game was a little bit of a shootout, but... God, our defense just sucked. It just sucked. Yeah, I I mean, there were definitely key components on all sides of the ball here, but I, I can firmly think that, um, or I firmly believe the defense lost us this game, and whoever it was on Twitter saying, well, at least we played well against the conference opponent. Yeah, well, we're going to need to do better throughout the rest of the season on against all opponents if we want to do absolutely anything in the post. We almost lost to FIU too. Yeah, even, I mean, even that with team. that defensive I mean, hey, performance, FIU's looking like a pretty quality win at this point. I'm just saying, but agreed. Yeah, I mean, you give up 562 yards on the ground, 250 rushing, 313 passing, um, 32 first downs, a third down efficiency of like well over 50 percent, 11 of 18, two fourth down conversions allowed out of two tries. I mean, it's just. Pretty much a total failure across the board, especially when you consider that we scored 23 points in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. Did we wow. did we the streak that they had of not being able to stop a fourth down conversion? I guess so. Yeah, we, we were stopped on fourth down. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to draw attention to, the defense struggled, I think, because they were tired late. And I think they were tired late because early, both the offense couldn't do anything. Um, and when they did, I mean, they had the two touchdown drives in the second quarter, but only one of them was an extended drive. North Texas ran 33 plays in the first quarter. Jesus <sighs> Christ. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we were lucky to even be on the field after the first quarter, forcing those two field goal attempts. Like the fact that we're only down 13, nothing coming out of the first quarter was like, yeah, man, we could have easily been down 21, nothing easily. The other thing that I think I failed to understand during this game and what was frustrating me the most is like going into this, correct me if I'm wrong, but we knew that North Texas's pass defense was bad, right? Their whole defense was bad, but really their run defense was was the worst. Was it? Okay. Well, yeah, they were the worst in college football. Okay. Well, it seemed like to me that when we started, when Jack Turner went in and they started airing it out some more, we got better results. Yeah. I think that's a really great point because, like, when Hank Bachmeyer has been in this whole season, the passing game has not really looked great. And I think a lot of it is just the plays being called and, like, the check down routes being open. 
but we're not looking downfield. And so we've been like on our show, right? We've been searching for answers for that. Is it the wide receivers are hurt? I think that's part of it. Is it the wide receivers that we have are not getting separation? I think that's part of it. But I think there's something to be said for like Jack Turner's a what a sophomore, maybe a redshirt freshman who like has he has nothing to lose, right? Like he might be the future starter for our program. He might not be. I don't know. He's the backup. He comes into the game and he's like, "Fuck it, I'll throw it into double coverage." Like, yeah, <laughs> and I mean, give that's my exactly guy a chance to make a play, right? Whereas Hank Bachmeyer's like, "That's double coverage. I ain't going there." You know, Hank Bachmeyer came here. One of the things he said was that Sunny Comby was going to run a pro style offense. I forget if pro style was said, but basically, he's he's here to impress NFL camp uh, scouts. And try to get an invite after the year, which that's what he should be doing, right? He should be trying to get into the NFL. And by throwing 50-50 deep shot balls, what he ends up doing is throwing a lot of interceptions that look bad. And then they start questioning his decision making and things like that. And so by being safe and making those kinds of career move uh, check down passes, we end up with an anemic offense. But he doesn't end up with as many interceptions because that's what Jack Turner is going to do. Jack Turner will come in, and I think against Nebraska, if he plays the same way he has been and every time I've seen him this year, he's going to throw three or four picks in that game. But it'll at least be an exciting offense when they are on the field. Well, and we should say, too, here on Tuesday night as we record, I don't believe anything's been announced as far as Hank's availability for Saturday in Nebraska. There was something about him sitting out of practice, but they hadn't made a decision. But he was also saying that if Turner has to go in in Nebraska, he has full faith in him to lead us to something. It's a hedging bets kind of thing. Um, Yeah, and I I think there might be some gamesmanship there too, right? I mean, obviously, if if it's true that Hank did not practice, that tells you something. But Oh, boy, is Vegas going to be mad at us again? Did Hank Bachmeyer like smoke some weed at halftime and that's why he got taken out? Oh, God, he is from California. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) I don't know. It's, it's really strange because like our pass offense has confused me all season long, including in this game, even though the numbers, they're not that bad. It looks like we have a really balanced attack. We got 217 yards passing and 215 yards on the ground. Both of our averages per play are higher than North Texas. We, we average nine yards per pass and 5.4 on the ground. They average 7.8 and 5.3 but they ran a whole hell of a lot more plays than we did. So they had over 130 yards more total offense. But if you look at these stats too, so we're saying that these are high. So you're looking at 5.4 yards per rush. We had 40 rushing attempts Um, for passing. We only completed 15 of 24 and that was nine yards per pass average. So like, those stats to me tell me we attempted passing a lot less, but we were much more efficient in our pass game. Well, and I think also, like, if you look at, you know, the box score, right? Hank has 72 yards. Jack Turner in one quarter plus of work had uh, nine completions for 145. So, yeah, I mean, that tells you that for whatever reason, we're airing the ball out more. And obviously he comes into the game down, what, 17 points, 16 points. Yeah, he can't do any harm at this point that hasn't already been done. If you assume that you're going to lose anyway, might as well just have fun with it. And and really, my point is early on, I thought we should have run the ball more. You look at yeah. the first two drives, our only successful plays were run plays. A five-yard run on second down on the first drive and a five-yard run on the first down on the second drive um, by Thornton yeah. on the first and Shelton on the second. Then our, our pass plays, we have three incompletions and a sack. So early on, it felt like that's what we need to do. We need to run. And that's what we did on that long touchdown drive. Here's how that yeah. went. Run, 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 
pass complete for a touchdown because they bid on the play fake. That's yep. what we needed to do in this game. And then we come back we out did. the next drive and we our drive gets killed by a penalty, an unsportsmanlike conduct that bumps us back five yards after uh, ending on a third and two, which, you know, you're in a running position again. And we're also like backed up to our goal line. So we end up having to punt, get the ball back, run for 56 yards and then one of the smoke touchdowns there. Like Ooh. that's what we needed to do. And we went into the locker room. That's <laughs> what we should have been doing for basically the rest of the game. Well, um, you say going into the locker room, but what did you guys think about? Oh yeah. So we give North Texas the ball with a minute and a half left. They go run for two yards. We call timeout. They go run for two yards. They run the clock down to one Oh two. I believe we called a timeout there after second down, actually, with 102 remaining. Yes. And then we give up a 32-yard pass for a first down, and they proceed to score a touchdown in the next, like, 45 seconds. What do you think about calling timeout there with a minute left? UNT's backed up to their 13-yard line. You know, we call a timeout after second, hoping to get the ball back after third down. What did you guys think? Yeah. I mean, my thought was I would rather them wait till third down. This was our last timeout. I guess what you're hoping for is you stop the clock here, third down's incomplete, and then you get the ball back with most of that time remaining. But I just don't trust this defense at this point in the game. I don't mind trying to steal an extra possession, but I'd rather, you know, let them wind some clock off. I think they were still trying to move the ball down the field. They went hurry up into the second down play. Might as well see what they're doing for the third down play first. And then that way they have less time remaining to complete the rest of this drive where they end up scoring with 14 seconds left. Yeah, with all the the negativity that we have to say about Sonny Cumbie, um, and there's positives too. They just are hard to see when you you lose a game like this. But being too aggressive is not something I ever really want to fault a coach for. Yeah, I, that's not a habit I want to get myself in. And the fact that he went, our offense just scored a touchdown in two plays after we had a three and out, but then a touchdown drive right before that. Let's see what this team can do and make this a close game again. And yes, it bit him in the ass. It sucks, but I'd much rather him be too aggressive. I just would have done it a slightly different way. Yeah, I mean, I don't fault him for calling that timeout because we had the momentum at that point. And now what ended up happening really fucking sucks because we gave them the momentum, which they then snatched coming out of halftime and scored another touchdown to put themselves up 30 to 14. Kind of, you know, felt like it was out of reach, to be honest. And it, that happened so fast where it was like, OK, we're right back in this game. It's going to be 16, 14 at halftime, like. They're just going to run three times up the gut and then we're going to, you know, we're going to come out and we get the ball at halftime. Like, let's do this thing, you know, and what ended up happening was giving them all of that momentum back. But you can't know that, right? You trust your defense. Maybe you shouldn't have, you know, to that point in the game, they had allowed points on every single drive except for one. So maybe you don't trust your defense if they give them the ball, you know, third and seven at the 13 yard line or whatever. But I don't know. I can't, I can't fault him for that, like you said, Nathan, because if we get the ball back and score again, hey, the momentum is literally all ours, and we probably win that game by three touchdowns at that point, right? Like, yeah. if we crush them at the end of the half like that, they're not going to come back out firing on all cylinders like they did. So, yeah, I don't know. It sucks. What happened sucks, but we've kind of talked about the game sort of scattershot here. What good things did y'all see about this game special teams and their onside kick recovery Ooh, yes and jacob barnes gave his life for that man (laughs) that was fantastic that gave me false hope and then just smoke making that completion to 
tie the game. The extra point being good by Buck Buchanan. Like all of that was just like, I, I could feel my soul getting on fire. And then really quickly, I could feel and get it doused with water because I was like, this is too good to be true. There's too much time left on this clock. Our defense is going to screw us on this. Yeah. I mean, the other thing I really enjoyed in this one was the the sack, the one sack. The fact that it's only one in this game, not great. Yeah, but, not great. But the fact that that sack came via plowing the offensive tackle into the quarterback while being held. Yeah, I agree. There were definitely good moments, but it was kind of hard to like sit there and narrow down all the good moments. Um, You know, when all the just there's been so much bad that's kind of shining through right now. You're absolutely right. It, it is hard with there's a lot of negative emotions to take away from this game. We've talked about Jack Turner, one of his throws that I mean, he gets credit for on the pass, but I think really the reception, the receiver needs even more credit here. Nate Jones going up and oh, man. and grabbing that ball and dragging a foot and just that was beautiful. Yeah. They, I mean, the fourth quarter, honestly, just the comeback made by the yeah. group like that, that was incredible because it was something that like I think pre- we wouldn't have seen in past tech teams going down that low and then like getting close to a win and like maybe last year we probably would have just kept getting blown out but we actually seem to have had a chance to where we could have won this yeah i completely agree i think the biggest takeaway for me and this kind of sucks and it feels like a moral victory type of take but they didn't give up they were down 30 to 14 right and they they believe that they could still win the game and honestly the offense did go out and do their best to still win the game. I mean, I think the defensive play calling on that last drive is what gave it away, but the fight in the team, especially like Hank goes down, right? And you're like, I mean, if I'm on that sideline or if I had driven to Rustin, I would have been like, oh God, like Hank's down, we're down 30 to 14. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know about this, but they did not give up. And uh, some really, really good individual performances out of some guys, too, that I guess we'll probably talk about when we pick our players of the game. But uh, before we go into our, our players of the game and final thoughts, I do want to play a voicemail um, and then we can talk about that for a sec and then we can, you know, wrap it up here. So here we go. Good evening, gang. William Smith here. Five time go tech. Please don't die. Tweet of the week winner. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> uh, frustration would be the key word to describe this game. It was broken down into 53 minutes of Tech being a really bad team with horrible defense and an offense that did not take advantage, for the most part, on the worst defense in FBS with North Texas. The last seven minutes of the game was Tech being an awesome team. Uh, the offense was the best all year by a mile. It was electric. They took chances. They had a wide open offense. It was great. So, I mean, that's the most frustrating part about tech football right now. It took 53 minutes of bad play to get to seven minutes of absolute greatness. So that, that's just the frustrating part. And whether it comes down to coaching decisions or missed plays or missed execution, tech is not able to get all the pieces to fit yet. And that's the most frustrating part about being a tech fan, really, just knowing they can be good, but for reasons beyond our control, they're not. Um, basically, my attitude is frustrated, yet somehow optimistic um, and ready to get my heart broken again when tech plays football again. Anyway, <laughs> have a good night and take care. Yeah, I mean, ready to get your heart broken sounds like the uh, La Tech motto, honestly, for those of us brave enough to be Louisiana Tech Athletics fans. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think William's right on, right? It was a very frustrating game. And, you know, I don't know that. Uh, would y'all say, would y'all agree that the seven minutes at the end were the best we've been in years? I don't, I don't know. Feels like the Austin uh, Kendall, I guess that was two years ago, but the Austin Kendall offense was humming at times as well. So I don't know. I, th- I think it showed what we have the potential to be. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's absolutely the best we've had in years, but I mean, it, it felt like a glimpse of what this team has the potential of being. And it honestly just feels so unfair to see that whenever we see how poorly we have been performing overall this year. Yeah. I mean, he, he said term uses the phrase, I think it was like moments of greatness and that's what we saw in those seven minutes. We'll see glimpses like that again in the future on the schedule, but I'm not thinking that next week or even skipping Nebraska for now, I don't think we go out in El Paso and that's what our team looks like, regardless of who's QB. Um, I think we also benefited from North Texas playing some prevent-ish style defense a la the uh, the Monday Night Saints game and allowed the (laughs) game to be a little closer than it needed to be at the end. But still, I mean, they almost lost the game because of it. Yeah. The Saints and North Texas. So, I mean, the fact that we were able to take advantage of that and keep our head in the game and all that other kind of stuff is meaningful. But... Yeah, you're right. I think even bad teams show glimpses of greatness. I imagine even the worst team in recent tech history, if we went to go try to figure out who that would be, had a a good seven-minute stretch. Um, I don't think that that's something that's exclusive to this team, but it. you're right. It just it, it almost makes it more painful because you can say, if we could just figure that out, yeah. we could be really good, but I just don't have faith that we'll figure that out. Well, and I mean, the confusing thing to me is that like last year, our passing offense was really good. Like we were ranked in the top 50 for most of the season in terms of like just pure dumb stats, right? Like yards gained and stuff like that. And it's like, where did that go? Where? Why are we? Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> it, it went uh-huh. to the injury tent, I guess, with all the wide receivers who keep getting hurt and, you know, now running backs, too. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, Trey Harris had was our leading receiver by far. Uh, 935 yards smoke was in second place with 640 yards so i like with 300 more yards than our next leading receiver that's a huge piece to lose here and that also opened up smoke to be able to do his thing a little bit more because you have another threat alongside him that's a huge miss that this team is desperately needing right now is that someone else to compliment smoke because he can't do it by himself although he tried to at the very end of the game and very Ooh. nearly did and we probably should have put him in at safety or something at the end of the game i tell you what i wish i had recorded the noises that came out of me when- <laughs> 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 that would have made a good coda my god i was did. screeching at the top of my lungs high pitched let let's go ahead and uh and go into our final thoughts and player of the game courtney do you want to start first Sure. Um, so do I start with, do, do I put the obvious in? Like, I think we've covered and kind of beaten a dead horse. Um, the first three quarters were nothing fantastic. A uh, whole game, the defense suffered. Last quarter, we saw some really, really good glimpses of the offense that like teases me into thinking that we may get it together. But if we can't be consistent with our passing game and our rushing game you know like trying some different things getting the play calling under control something that works we're not going to have the components to make this team click um defense sucked the whole game i i don't care if we beat fiu the defense sucks um special teams fantastic we didn't miss any uh, extra kicks or field goals 
the onside kick, impeccable, incredible, beautiful. Um, all that being said, I'm going to choose Tyree Shelton as my player mm. of the game um, too, on yeah. the yep. offense. Yep. Um, Snatched so it right out from under ones. me. Yeah. Sorry that, you know, um, 152 yards. His long was 56 yards, average 9.5, only one touchdown. But I mean, this is substantial. Like these are numbers that I want to see being put up by our rushing team. And now I'm just excited to see what um, he's able to do for the rest of the season, because I mean, these, these stats were incredible. Um, it's like every time I feel like I was like looking at the screen, I was like, oh, it's Tyree Shelton. Yeah, Evan. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to add as far as final thoughts. I feel like I've said everything I need to say. Sucks to lose this way. You know, basically, at least they gave me a reason to stay home and watch the game, I guess. I, I don't know. But um, player of the game, obviously, is Tyree Shelton. But I'll shout out. I'll shout out Smoke Harris. I mean, I think he needs to be more involved. I think that's a lot of that is on Coach Cumbie. But I think, you know, four catches for 77 yards and his two touchdowns were just absolute vintage Smoke Harris. I mean, the first one, he just juked like I did not see an angle to the end or to the end zone on that play. It was like a 16 yard catch or something, but it's just a slant route. And he just like took it to the sideline and made the defenders run into each other and walked into the end zone. And then the third one, I mean, I mean, the second touchdown was just like. Uh, again, the noises that came out of me, but, um, <laughs> but the 36 yard catch and run, it's like a screen pass. And he just was like, I'm going to score on this play. I don't give a single fuck that there are eight people in my way. I'm going to score. And he did. Um, so yeah, get him the ball more. Why does he only have four catches? Like get the ball in smokes hands 10 times a game, at least. Yeah. We know what he's capable of. He just needs to be given the opportunities. Absolutely. Who you got, Nathan? I think I want to give it to another defensive player for my player of the game. Yes, or Boateng, if he doesn't recover that onside kick, there's not really that much theatrics late. Jumping on that loose ball, um, yes, it's a lucky bounce and everything, but that's incredible. And possibly, you I know, mean, also, back up to Jacob Barnes. Yeah, shout out to the coaching staff for drawing that up with both kickers on the field, like, and the whole hands team, like, to either side. It, it, that was a great onside kick, like, just straight up great. Special teams has just been popping this year, and I mean, it's been looking good. Um, and then y- your boy, Blake Oceandorf, with his punting, his long was 54 yards. So again, we're getting some consistency with these punts, even though I'd rather them not punt, I'd rather them score a touchdown. Um, but I mean, average 49 yards, 147 yards total, and his long was 54. I mean, it seems like that we have a, a, a good punter now, so I think he deserves a shout out too. Yeah, and I'm going to stay in special teams for the rest of my uh, final thoughts here because uh, Blake Oshendorf looked great. Jacob Barnes hit everything he was asked to hit. Uh, Buck Buchanan coming out for that final extra point to tie the game. That's where I thought this was going to go wrong. I thought we were going to miss the extra point. And maybe just because we were making jokes about the Saints missing the extra point in the chat earlier and the River City relay against Jacksonville all those years back. Oh, God, how could he do that? No! (laughs) Um, But he didn't. He made it. Perfect. On the North Texas side of the ball, special teams helped them a lot, too. Their punter, Sawyer Evans, a 64-yard punt? Are you kidding me? And his other was 57 yards. I mean, that dude's good. Yeah, but really the thing that that I'm upset about, and not because anyone did anything wrong, but just a luck of the draw kind of thing, 
the North Texas kicker went four for four on field goals and four for four on extra points. In his career, he is a 50% kicker. Mm. He hit all eight of his kicks. Yikes. I did hear that um, on the broadcast. Yeah, Chris Chris Andor Lynn was trying to jinx him at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it did not work. But shout out to you, Chris, for that. <laughs> Chris Mikowski literally, as they're lining up, was like, yeah, so this guy, like, even though he's made him tonight, he's only 50-50 on the season. And I was like, yes, Chris, get him. Jinx yeah, him. I think he I think he's 100% on the season and, and ESPN stats are, are weird here when I'm trying to look into his career. But what I what I saw before, too, was that he is a 50% kicker. And uh, yeah, well, he hit 100% and we lost by three. Yep. So they needed them all and he got them all. Yeah. So props to him. Like, honestly, with all the, the trash that kickers get when they miss, even if he's on the other team. I mean, good for him. Still wish he would have missed, but or had it blocked and returned for a touchdown. That would have been fun. What noises would he have made, Evan, had oh Tech blocked and returned that kick? I would have passed I... out. I would have passed <laughs> out. The, all of the air would have left my lungs, and I would have, I would have maybe died. Yeah. Everyone just found you on the floor. The dogs are like nudging you, like, you good? You good? What's going on? <laughs> I can't tell something very good or very bad happened. <laughs> you know, it also, so I had the thought too. I was like, man, it'd be great if we blocked it here. But I also had the thought whenever we were taking Buck Buchanan out on the field and kicking that extra point, I had the inkling thought of, hmm, why don't we try a two point conversion here? I think if there were 30 seconds or fewer, that's what I would have done. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, the it the issue more... though is that if you stop North Texas on first and second down when they get the ball back, they may just e- easy run something like that to go into overtime rather than them being in we need to score and being a little bit more desperate. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so before we end the show here, uh Matt wasn't able to join this week due to adulting and and being a father and having a job and other things that get in the way. But we wanted to give him a chance to kind of speak his mind about this game. So here's a clip of Matt with his post-game reaction. Well, it didn't go very well for a lot of it, but Tech exploded in the fourth. Jack Turner came out and I thought played pretty admirably, given the fact that he probably didn't think he was going to play. He actually was the leading. uh, (laughs) He threw two more passes than Hank, but had... A little over double the yards. So Jack came off the bench and played really, really well. I, I said in the chat today that Hank kind of reminds me of Austin Kendall 2.0. Just and this just kind of reinforces it. His numbers are very meh, and now he's hurt like Austin was. Um, I hope I'm wrong about Hank. He doesn't have too much longer really to prove himself. He's only got at be- uh, at worst uh, eight games left to. Uh, string together a pretty statistically sound season, but I was really disappointed that tech lost this game. I liked the effort at the end came up a little short, uh, despite everything. I made my opinion very clear that the defense was terrible. I don't know how many yards we let up off. Oh God, it was a lot. 313. <laughs> yeah. 313 passing yards, 249 rushing yards, which is painfully familiar from last year. I think they had 400 rushing yards last year against us. They had 475 yards last year against us. Total? Sorry, just rushing. That's unbelievable. Luckily, that wasn't the game that we're talking about right now, but... Yeah, but still in one game. In one game, you let up almost 500 yards of rushing. I haven't liked Scott Power for a long time. 
and this game against UNT didn't do anything to help. Well, they nearly cut it in half. Only they 249 did. rushing yards allowed in this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. So 249 and 313, that's that's 562 yards of offense against Tech. And that that's just unacceptable. That's terrible, man. And UNT's coming off a loss against FIU, who FIU are inexplicably 3-1. and one. They're one loss to us. And when I saw that UNT lost to FIU, I had hope that Tech could beat UNT, and that wasn't totally misplaced in my belief that they could potentially beat them. They, they, they. I mean, they were winning. You know, well, not winning, but they tied it up with very little time left, and the defense just had a hold, and they didn't. And that's uh, extremely disappointing to have lost the way they did. But to come back and play hard at the end was great. I like the spark that the team had when Jack was out there playing quarterback. So I'm kind of all over the place here, but recapping, I'm happy the tech fought back in the fourth quarter, 23 points in the fourth quarter. It, that's, that's great. It's better than doing fuck all and laying down and getting railroaded. But I'd like to see a little bit more effort like that in the earlier periods. So tech can just close games out and win. So we're two and two. One win away from tying the record that Tex had for the last two seasons, three and nine the last two seasons. So one win away from matching that mark in only the fifth game of the season. Also, do you have a player of the game, by the way? Smoke. Smoke. Yeah. yeah that's a good it, one. It has to be Smoke. Yeah. He, I mean, we saw what happened in the fourth quarter, what he did, and got Tech back in the game. I kind of want to throw it to Jack Turner, though, too. Tech had 215 rushing yards. Tyree, uh, Tyree Shelton had 152 yards. He's a great candidate. He was averaging nine, nine and a half yards a carry, which is great. Yeah, and those are the other two that were picked. It felt like the game changed when Jack got in. I mentioned that earlier, and I stand by it. It it felt like uh, flashbacks of last year when Liddy came in, and kind of a similar result. We blew it against Rice when he came in, and now we blew it when <laughs> Jack came in, but still it was an admirable performance. So uh, that's kind of my recap. There is a good performance towards the end, a little wild card with Jack coming in and playing QB. Pretty good offensive performance, not as good as it could have been, uh, but the defense is uh, in a really bad place and needs to step it up if we're going to have any shot of even sniffing a bowl game this year. So, yeah, I think that's it for this episode. So that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter while it still exists and is free at yeah. g-o-t-c-h-p-l-s-d-n-t-d-i-e if you're wondering if we're gonna pay for twitter uh the answer is fuck no and i don't know if uh nathan and courtney agree with that but i don't want to be on twitter if only people who pay for twitter are on twitter that's yeah, yeah. that's all i'll say that's all i'll say yeah anyway if i want to pay for to talk about tech stuff i'll go on btb yeah, that's, hey, that's where we accurate. also are. We write articles there, right, Nathan? We do. Yeah, mine came out today as we record this on Tuesday. Stat Attack previewing the Nebraska game, and then Evans, yours comes out on Friday, right? Yep, I haven't even thought about writing mine yet, so that's uh, that's where I'm at in life. <laughs> <laughs> Three keys to victory. Friday mornings. Friday mornings. And I'm just here, except I do manage the Instagram, which I haven't been on top of because work has been stressful lately. But yeah. We are on Instagram at uh, gtpdd.dog, which is also our website. Yeah. And on that website, you can do the contest. Go ahead and fill out that contest and get some bragging rights on Twitter while it still exists. Um, <laughs> you can also check out the shop, gtpdd.dog slash shop, where you can still, while it's still September, get the September Merch of the Month. It is a 1973 National Champions shirt. 
simpler time. Yeah, back when we won games 34 to nothing. <laughs> back when we had national championship titles in football. That too. You can get that one or check out the 1972 national championship shirt or our other collection of merch, gtpdd.dog slash shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Courtney. And go tech. Please don't die. Wait a second. Do you do you think that um, we could bribe Chris Mikowski to let us uh, do like color commentary for a game with? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm sure he has the pull. Yeah, he has the pull. Him and Lynn, like we can definitely do. I'm not going to hey, say a had, good job or a better job. We can definitely do a job on um, commentating. I mean, they had Les Geis up there for a while. Maybe one of us can just dress up in a Les Geis outfit and and uh, you know convince them to let us call a play.